Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richards Cafe, TechSend Senior Residential Care Homes, ATB Painting, and Performance Food Group. Poor Richards Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richards Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. This podcast is also brought to you by TechSend Senior Residential Care Homes, senior care at its best with a family atmosphere. They specialize in making their facilities as close to a home living experience as possible. Not only that, there are no movement fees and there are no visitation restrictions. They are located near I-635 in Marsh Lane in Dallas, right near Carrollton. For more information, you can call 469-400-7650. That is TechSend Senior Residential Care Homes. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Kendrick Johnson and Taylor Raglan. And gentlemen, let's talk week 10 of high school football season. As is par for the course of this time of the week, we're going to focus on our reader-voted game of the week. A big thank you to everybody who voted on the poll at StarLocalMedia.com. We're going to head out to District 96A for the uh, for the game of the week this time around. A, uh, high school versus the SEC. Yes, a, a very pivotal showdown, a game that I think we did all the way back to when we were doing the district preview podcast, we laid out this game as far as being one that was going to uh, be uh, one of the uh, one of the games to watch in the nine six eight schedule. And sure enough, I mean, there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching going around the district on the result of this game out at McKinney ISD Stadium Friday seven o'clock. McKinney Boyd welcomes Plano Senior. Um, the Wildcats and the Broncos come into this one uh, just scraping and clawing for one of those playoff spots in District nine six A. Plano is three and two in district, tied for third place with. Plano East. McKinney Boyd just behind them by one game at two and three, tied with their rival, McKinney, uh, for fifth place. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kendrick, we kind of had, a, had an inkling that this game was probably going to mean something <laughs> heading into that second to the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, it looks like, I mean, it, at least for Boyd, this is probably a playoff eliminator. I mean, if oh, Boyd, yeah, Boyd, Boyd loses Boyd. this one, then they're in, in dire straits. But, um, so, I mean, it's, you kind of look at the uh, kind of the trajectory of both of these teams heading into this matchup. Um, you know, Plano has, uh, has gotten a bit back on track with back-to-back wins over Plano East and Jesuit. Boyd, on the other hand, looking to snap a two-game losing streak to the top two teams in the district record-wise right now in, uh, in Prosper and Allen. Um, just kind of what is your read on McKinney Boyd and where they're at right now? I actually don't know. <laughs> because got to give you know, something. <laughs> because they have two quarterbacks. I have no idea who they're going to play, who's going to play. Christian Ziegler played all last game, but they can switch series. No telling. They have no idea what's going to go on. 
on. The defense is going to be pretty key because they have a tendency to start off slow, make adjustments, and then they close the show. Mm-hmm. But in this game, it just take like last year, they had three turnovers, them as in Boyd, to um, Plano. They still should have won the game. Kyron Company breaks a back-breaking 50-yard run, and that was the difference in the game, and they still should have won the game. They played terrible and they should have mm-hmm. won the game. So they know they can beat these guys, but it's like eliminating the big play and finding the offense because you can't have no seven mm-hmm. points. And this guy, I was on the record of saying whoever scores 20 or more is going to win this game. It's going to be a blowout. The boy quarterback situation, has been, it's been a storyline all season long. From week one. And now they, um, it was actually, I think, was last week the first time that, um, I don't know. Uh, quarterback played the whole game. Yeah. We're both, we're both, I mean, we're both healthy or I'm not, I'm not entirely sure because I don't, think, I don't know if there was any anticipation that it was just going to be Christian Ziegler going into the Allen game, but nevertheless, he took the reins the entire way. First time, I think, all season that he's been the, the starter from start to finish. Yeah. So no, I have no idea. Yeah. I've seen them play four times this year and I've seen each of them start two games. I've seen them each win a game, some each lose a game, so there's no telling what's going to happen on Friday night. I don't want to say nothing and be looking like, well, you said this yeah. was going to happen. <laughs> so, I don't know. The only thing I do know is it's going to be a low-scoring game, and if they can find a way to get Kareem Coleman, who's key, yes. th- th- that guy, th- he's like having an all-district type year. He's got 24 catches, 641 yards, and five tubs, mm-hmm. and for some reason, everybody mans up on him. If you man up, no, you pay the do, price. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because, um, yeah, yeah with, with the Boyd passing game, I was just going back and looking through some numbers. It's just been such an interesting thing to monitor. Just, I mean, listen, it's no secret that Boyd struggles to pass the ball. You know, both quarterbacks are under 40% completions on the season. But just looking at kind of how Boyd has uh, has divvied up its um, its run-pass ratio throughout the season. Um, you know, the I mean, they started off, I mean, they, they had a game, you know, the second week of the season against Marcus. They threw the ball 54 times, which is just unheard of for a, for a Boyd team, you'd think. It was raining that night, too. <laughs> but, but you look at now, once they've gotten into district play, the games where they have been most productive are the games when they, um, you know, when they uh, even out the ratio. It's, well, then when they drop down those pass attempts, they're they're two and one on the season when they attempt fifteen passes or less. Zero oh and four when they attempt fifteen passes or more. So it's a team that when you look at where Boyd kind of you know turned the you know right of the ship after starting off a winless and non district, they really began to commit to that ground game because they do have uh, a very talented stable of running backs. Yeah, yeah, at least three four guys that can hit you for at least five six yards a carry. Um, they they they, they got. Three of them could consistently hit you mm. to Tyler Shaw, who's playing both ways. Yeah. He leads the team with 481 yards and seven TDs. Christian Ziegler, the quarterback, he weighs 210, but he's a load. He, he's kind of like a, 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 a bell dozer. Oh, yeah. Blake <laughs> <laughs> Bell. Um, and uh, he's a load, and he wears teams yeah. out. And then Jaden Nixon is very shifty, can hit you for that 50, 60 mm. yard. He's a light, light, light it's kind of slight of built. Okay. So he's been, he's been nicked up easy, but if he gets on, on that corner, and Plano would not be able to catch him. It's um as much as I might struggle in the passing game, it does help when you have Kareem Coleman, who you just got to put the ball in his hands, whether it's on a screen, whether it's on a on a. They said he finished second behind Cumby in the hundred last year, so he's like right there, like neck and neck with Cumby for his speed. So, but they keep manning up with him. If you look at his auto highlights, everyone that man up except for West, they tried to have a safety over the top. They threw kind of like a screen. He makes the dude miss, and then I race the safety who took a crazy angle. But usually it's like they're manning up and like. Like he goes by them and they hit them 
Makes me like I really need to see footage then of what Allen did last week because, you know, Kareem Coleman came into that game averaging right around 32 yards per catch. He had 32 yards total in that game. Five catches, 32 yards. Allen, of course, found the, uh, you know, found the way to, to solve the, uh, the Kareem Coleman problem that nobody else <laughs> in the state has managed to. Um, so, I mean, if you're playing, you got to think you're drilling whatever, <laughs> whatever whether, it was, whether it was zoning up on them or whatnot because, um, yeah, I mean, Kareem Coleman is, I mean, the, just the, the emotional weight of one of those plays, I mean, that can just swing momentum on its own. If he and if you give him just an in- prime example, uh, we're talking about Louisville off camera. Mm-hmm. The Louisville game, he catches a seventy-five yarder. It got called back with a hole, and just like mm-hmm. it went from that emotional high to like that deflated because it got called back. So yeah. that's how big of an impact he makes in that one play, and it got called back. With Plano, um, Plano's been one of the uh, one of the more impressive stories over the back half of this district schedule because Plano was going through a rough patch midway through the season. Um, losses to McKinney, you know, they got routed by Allen. Um, they lost a close one to Rowlett um, and just looked like, I mean, they just could not get their offense on track. Um, just looking back through that stretch, in those three games, all losses, um, you know, they only averaged 248 yards of offense. They only averaged 87 rushing yards. 87 rushing yards for Plano. That's what, 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 Kyron <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, Kyron Cumbie went through struggles Plus as well. Yes. Plus Tylen Hines. Tylen Hines, yes. I mean, there were games where Kyron Cumbie was getting a yard and a half, two yards per carry. I mean, they just just getting brought down in the backfield. They just could not establish the run. And then you just you look at these past two weeks against Plano East and Jesuit, um, average 445 yards of offense, 343 rushing yards, nearly eight yards per carry. The passing game is is back to being efficient. You know, uh, between Colwyn and Oliver Towns, you know, those last two games they've combined to complete almost 69 percent of their passes. Yep. Um, yep. Versus, you know, in that in those three losses, that number was at 52 percent. So I mean, I've mean, not been preaching efficiency all season long with Plano's <laughs> passing game because if they, that's all it needs to be. It does. It's not a high. Oh yeah, it's not a high volume passing attack. And we talked about with Boyd, you know, them kind of dipping down their passing attempts and focusing more on the run. You know, in these games too, like Plano hasn't Plano didn't pass the ball more than eleven times against either East or Jesuit. Compared to those three losses, and they're averaging 26, 27 pass attempts per game in those losses. It seems like basically it's gonna keep it simple. Whoever stops the run stops the run and runs the ball is gonna win this game. That's yeah. really what it's going to come down to. And whoever defense show up, because um, I know um, um, boys' defense, when they're playing good, get the turnovers and the, the quick change of fields and be able to hit you like that. But then when they don't play good, it's like the Prosper. I saw that the first half they caused two turnovers. Second half they caused zero. And um, Prosper on drives of 12 and 10 plays, and that wore them down. One thing that has uh, really contributed to this turnaround for Plano as well, and this is going to be a new wrinkle, it's a wrinkle that you have not seen yet, you know, with uh, in your time watching Plano and Boyd, is Tylen Hines. Mm-hmm. Tylen Hines, the sophomore running back. Related to, related to, um, uh, what's the call that goes to A&M? Uh, I, Anthony Hines, I don't believe so. Okay. He's from the Mount Pleasant area. He, transferred, he, he transferred his first year of Plano. So he, Tylen Hines showed flashes of, of brilliance early on in the season against Hebron and against El Paso Eastwood. Um, and then, you know, I mentioned those three losses, Alan McKinney and Rowlett. Tylen Hines had four carries between yep. those three games. Now, he was battling injury during that stretch, so he did not play in the Allen game and was limited in the other ones. Um, he is back to full strength, and he has been, you know, far more... Yep. 
far more uh, featured in the backfield in his numbers against Plano East. He had 17 carries for 98 yards. He blew up against Jesuit for 250 yards on 18 carries. He's the heir apparent. He sure. is, yes. Like, it's it's insane to think, okay, because like we've talked about Kyron Cumbie's <laughs> big play potential. <laughs> Tylen Hines has eight touchdown runs this season. He is averaging 39 and a half yards on a, on touchdown runs. So why is he only getting the ball five times a game? <laughs> oh, no, he got the said Now he's getting the ball 20 times a game. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's, he's basically sophomore Kyron Cumbie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, mean, saw, I, saw, I saw that guy. Legit. <laughs> they now have two of them, and one of them is two years younger than the other. Um, and with, what this does, though, is that it opens up their offense because you can now uh, – Kyron Cumbie's been re- – obviously, he's still his normal productive mm-hmm. self as a, as a running back. He actually might be the best slot receiver in oh, District yeah. 968. I see him have good hands. You can make it, yeah. Because he's a very high IQ kid, and he finds a way to hit that crease. Well, that's what, that's what it is with him. It's, it's, it's another guy where you just get the ball in his hands, yeah. however you can. If you, if you just have to dump it off to him, fine. Because he is probably the best I've seen this year at, like you said, identifying. Okay, there's my there's my crease, there's mm-hmm. my hole, and then as soon as he gets to that second level, not very many people in this district or the state, I think, that that catch him once he gets and, to that level. See, that's a problem for Boyd. They're, they're, they're lacking speed on the perimeter. That's that's what they have. That's tough because you kind of need that against Kyron Cumbie and Talon Hines. Uh, Kyron Cumbie's fourth in the district in receptions mm-hmm. with wow. 36, and it's not just you know do dump offs and screen passes and swing passes. No, they line him up a ton in the yep. slot. Oh. He is a. I mean, he's not no Saquon Barkley. He is a catching the dump off. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, he is. He will pillage you in third and long situations. He yep. is such a strong route runner and can get separation against just about any defensive back in the in the district. He had that was he the one that, that had the post for the first, the first touchdown against Plano East? I believe he was. Was it the one on the fourth down conversion? I can't remember. At the, on the opening down, drive? Yeah, yeah. That was him, yes. It was it was it, it, that's kind of the definition mm. of or the epitome of Plano's passing game. It's like you don't have to do it often, but mm. if you can just execute one route to him you know, or, or you know, three or four over the course mm-hmm. of a game for for big games or for for touchdowns. That's that's all you need out of the passing game because they spread out that uh, the wealth with their running mm-hmm. backs. Like they're going to be, you might have one in the backfield, but you'll have another in the slot. That applies not just to Cumby and Hines, but Cody Christ as mm-hmm. well, um, who also plays both ways, standout linebacker for them. So I mean, you can't really ever like when you see Cumby in the slot, like okay, let's keep an eye on him because yep. you got Hines in the backfield too. And I mean, so they have, I mean, they have. There's more. There's more versatility to how they can beat you this year than last year. Have they, did they just open up the playbook after the McKinney loss? Or like- They've definitely gotten more aggressive. I will say that much because instances like we just talked about that play, um, you know, that Cumbie had to start off the game against East. They went for it on fourth and eight, just outside the red zone. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and they obviously were you know willing to throw a haymaker right out of the gates. And the, How's their special teams? Because last year they made a key field goal. Because like this game, like it was seventeen five. That's how you need That was the score. That was the score last year. Special teams. They did fine last week against Jesuit. On the whole, though, I mean, I'm not talking just about converting extra points and whatnot. I'm talking about punt coverage, you know, onside kick coverage, just all the aspects. It's been a little bit up and down this season. They've definitely gone through some uh, some rough patches with special teams execution. It was a big part as to what um, as to how the game got away from them against uh, against McKinney. Was just um, they uh, a muffed punt and then they botched the snap on a punt. That's uh, those directly led to McKinney's only two touchdowns in that game. So I mean, it's they've they've cleaned it up in recent weeks, but um, no, that's they definitely had some hardships. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely had some hardships earlier in the season. Um, 
And uh, one thing that uh, you also noticed that during this uh, this two-game winning streak for Plano, just as far as kind of dictating momentum, um, I think that they need to be the team that comes out and scores first against Boyd. It, has, it just yeah. seems like, yeah. It's at the tone last They really seem to feed off of that versus, you know, a game like McKinney where they marched right down the field on McKinney. Um, they had a touchdown run by Cody Chris called back on a penalty, and then they ended up missing a field goal. And that just kind of, you know, kind of took the bit of the, uh, the, took the air out of their sails a bit. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's in... They've managed to score right out of the gates on East, right out of the gates on Jesuit. Um, they have not trailed once during this uh, this two-game winning streak. So I think that uh, playing with the lead, getting to play with momentum on their side is, is Plano's comfort zone, which feels like that's probably the case for most teams, but especially this Plano team. Do you, do you think that um, that their their defense, um, do they have a speed on the defense? Like in the, yes. mainly, uh, mainly up front, because like Boyd, other than Coleman, they don't really have a deep threat, but I know Boyd likes to pound you up in the mm-hmm. middle and then with that play action, if they can go over the top, they can. Uh, yes, Keon Hurst will. Um, mm-hmm. He is his. He is a speedy, speedy pass rusher on the edge. Their uh, their star defensive end. He was you know a standout last year, but yeah, he'll. Um, he's tracked down um, some of the faster quarterbacks in this district. How good are linebackers? Last year they were really good. Oh yeah, because Zeke like Zeke like a running back playing quarterback. He's a load and can wear you down and hit you with those three and four yard runs, yeah. and then for a quarter, you don't want to tackle him no more. Yeah, with Pl- Plano's defense has not been the issue whatsoever. It was the offense that was, you know, going through the rough patches when Plano so was losing Cowboys. games. Like I said, with, I mean, they, they held McKinney. I don't think McKinney cleared 150 yards against mm-hmm. them. You know, they held Rowlett under 200 yards of offense. Wow, they, that's very yeah, explosive. Yeah, they've, I mean, Plano's defense has held up its end of the deal more times than not throughout the season. Um, the only, I mean, the only times now, obviously, the Allen game was the Allen game. But, and then they were on the field for like 125 snaps or whatever crazy number it was against Eastwood, um, but no, that's they're they're the usual solid, <laughs> solid defense. So, where are we kind of uh, where are we kind of leaning on this one? If we want to just put a nice little bow on this as far as picks go, Taylor, where'd you lean on this one? I took Plano. Um, <laughs> having seen them, you know, the, the East game as much as it was about um, an Allen hangover for East and uh, mm-hmm. East playing poorly. Uh, I came back, I think, the that night after the game and told you that that Plano looked. <laughs> Like Plano, mm-hmm. that Plano was back, and and it was it was tough for you to kind of grasp that until you saw them yeah. play Jesuit, and and now you've you've kind of seen it two weeks in a row where they're playing Plano football again, and, and I think at the beginning of the year, um, I've mentioned this several times, I thought they were a hard luck one and two. I think coming into district play, I thought they were playing really well. Um, they played some really competitive football games and, and come out on the wrong side, uh, and then had that little lull. But but they're back to mm-hmm. uh, I think Hines has been very important. Oh uh, yes, Cumbie has started yeah. doing Cumbie things again. <laughs> um, they're running the football like Plano always does, and, and I think they're just really rolling right now. It's 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 less of a slight on McKinney Boyd. I think they played well um, as of late as well. But there's just you know I think Plano's just rolling right now and, and is kind of regained some confidence in, in what they do best, and, and I think Plano takes it. Kendrick, how about you? I think Boyd wins a close thriller game, 2017. Mm-hmm. I got them winning because um, I think they're going to score first and set that tone because whoever scores first, I really do think is going to win this game yeah. than I thought about it because when Boyd jumps out on people like they did on West and they did um, in their other district win, they they don't they, they can keep that cushion. And I think they learn from um, the loss mm-hmm. to Prosper because the first half, they, they outplayed Prosper pretty much. And then second half, they got tired. Yeah. Boyd's run defense kind of concerns me. 
me a little bit. You know, we mentioned it's the lack a, of speed. On the, yeah, the lack of speed on the edge. How they fared against just elite running backs in this district in general. Um, you know, Trey, wow. jo- Trey Jones Scott had 108 yards on him on just 14 carries. Wow, Wayne wow. Anderson had 230 on I saw that in person. <laughs> EJ Smith broke 100 on him on 18 carries. On the whole, their defense is allowing 6.4 yards per carry. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of a vote and that Plano's kind of figured things out like you've kind of alluded to Taylor um, they're I mean yeah all the, all the hallmarks of what Plano football is supposed to be what the kind of the vision was for this program coming into the season they seem to have re uh, you know re, uh, reignited that fire they are you know as the as the cliche goes kind of peaking at the right time so mm-hmm. to speak and granted like Boyd plays them real well Boyd has yeah. played them really tough over the years this is a uh, this is going to be I believe just the ninth meeting between these two and teams it's four and four. it is four and four yep yeah. Plano won the first two Boyd won the next four Plano's won the last two, so uh, these things kind of come in chunks. So we'll um, we'll see, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of riding the hot hand with this one and just picking uh, picking Plano to get the job done. And the picket line was um, kind of in uh, in concert with that logic as well. This was surprisingly, I should say, surprisingly a five to one yep. uh, margin in favor of Plano on one the picket of those line. That probably shouldn't be. There's a lot of factors, a lot of desperation yeah. for Boyd, and and I didn't expect it to be five and one mm-hmm. for sure, but. Nevertheless, though that is that is our take on this game. Um, let's get the uh, let's get the input from one of these standout players from that uh, from that McKinney Boyd defense, uh, Brent Matisic. And offense and offense. That's and right. Special teams. He, <laughs> he does offense. everything for the Broncos. <laughs> the uh, the latest in the in a long line of uh, of McKinney Boyd linebackers with the last name Matisic, <laughs> brother of uh, of Payne Matisic, Ross Matisic. Brent Matisic had a chance to talk with Kendrick Johnson on the Broncos um, as they prep for the uh, for their game of the week against Plano Senior. We will see what Brent Matisic had to say after a word from this sponsor. Let's take a quick break to talk about ATD painting. Whether it's painting, staining, carpentry, residential, commercial, interior, or exterior, ATD painting has you covered. They have four locations in the Metroplex, including Plano and Louisville. You can call 972-694-8888 for more information, or you can visit their website at atdpainting.com. That is ATD painting. Check it out to see just how affordable professional painting can be. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Can you talk to a bikini star, Brent Madison, linebacker, tight end, special teams all-star, the man does it all. When you go off the field? Rarely ever, honestly. It's pretty pretty crazy every time, every game. This week, the game of the week, Plano Senior, last year I came on short 17-5. What is going to be the key to be able to get that W since it seems like whoever scores over 20 is going to win this game? Yeah, it's really just stopping the run and moving the ball on offense. That's going to be the main key in special teams because – we had a hard time stopping Allen uh, on the special teams part of the field. How much does coming off that tough Allen loss, how y'all motivated to come out there and make plays on Friday night? Well, I mean, it's extremely – I mean, we just got to come out. After that loss, you know, everybody was down. But this is a big week, must win. So everybody's ready to go hit somebody and get another win. Uh, yeah, I mean, I talked about last year's game. In fact, that y'all like basically what y'all want worse all around games, and y'all still could have won the game last year. Does that get y'all confidence knowing that if y'all play y'all best, y'all can beat this team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, last year was just we couldn't stop the running back, and this year, I mean, that's what we're going for. So we're just gonna go hit hit the neck, and we're gonna see what happens. Where's y'all confidence level at after such a tough loss um, against Allen? Oh, it's week? it's back. We're we're ready to strike. We're no, we know it's gonna be a battle. So, I mean, everybody's ready. Coaches are ready. Players are getting ready. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be game time. What makes y'all good in those grinded-out games? That seemed to be y'all style. When y'all get in the grinded-out games, y'all always find a way to win. Yeah. What was that about Boyd in grinded-out games? Is that that MTA's philosophy? Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. I'm, everywhere you look at Boyd, it's MTA. And so, 
we know that if it comes to a battle, no one's going to be meaner than us, no one's going to be tougher than us, and no one's going to push harder than us is the main key. How much you think experience will come in, which y'all got so many seniors that have been in this situation? Basically, I know y'all, y'all control your own destiny. You win two games, you get in the playoffs. Do y'all talk about playoffs, or is just literally y'all just focus on one game at a time where y'all know that what y'all got to do to make this happen in this streak? I mean, we obviously talk about playoffs because we want to be there. I mean, we've been in a four-year non-playoff drought. And so this is the year that we want to come back and show them that McKinney Boyd's back for back to stay. What's going to be key for your offense in clicking? Because it seems like when your offense be explosive, y'all tend to win games, and then some games y'all kind of be fizzled out. So what's going to take to get the offense explosive to open things wide open like y'all did for a couple weeks there? Uh, I think it's just going to be just starting out strong. I mean, when you, when you see us, we start out strong. We used to carry it through the rest of the game. And, like, last game against Allen, we couldn't start, so we couldn't even finish. That's I think that's going to be the main Thing is starting off, starting off fast. Get some insight to y'all defense because it seems like y'all find a way. Even if y'all start off slow, y'all always make good adjustments and y'all always keep your keep the team in it. And even the offense struggling, what's been about y'all defense that seems like the more y'all play, the better y'all get. I think the key with our defense is that I mean we have a lot of experience on our defense and like we're all we'll play together. And so if something happens, we just talk to each other. Coach Pate goes in there, fixes it, and we're ready to go for the next series. And we know that we can stop people to three and outs whenever we want, and so that's what we, that's our goal. So when you hear the name Kyron coming, what you think? I hear fast. <laughs> he's one fast back, but I think we got him. I don't think he's going to be anything this year. From studying stuff, did y'all get some stuff that McKinney did against them to get the get the win, or just like y'all just like look at everybody because they, from what I've heard, they held them better than anybody's had held them this whole entire year. I mean, yeah, I mean we look at McKinney, but I mean we look at everybody and see what they did and use a little bit of from everybody, and so I mean that's going to be. What we're going to do this week is use a little bit from everybody. It's going to be key to keep them behind the downs since they're not that, uh, they're definitely more of a run team than pass team. Like to have them in the third and sixes and third and eights, you think that'll benefit y'all? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think if we if we hold them with their run and, and we force them to pass, I think we'll be fine this this week. I mean, that's, that's what we're going to try doing. And, uh, when, when you play in tight end, how big a deal is going to be to get that run game going for y'all to get to Tyler and y'all um, little sophomore guy going um, and control that clock? Oh, it's going to be huge because, I mean, you know, if they get the ball, they're scoring, they're fast, they're one of the fastest people on the field. So if, we, if everybody on the O-line and everybody on the wide receivers get their blocks, we just look and watch them run. How excited y'all to know that y'all two games that you have to win are at that big $70 million palace that's MISD Stadium, and y'all seem to play pretty good there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited because that's Coach Drake and Coach Pay were saying it all along this whole week that whenever we go to playoffs, it's always these two, there's always games that are must-wins for us to go, and this is – like every other year, so I mean, we've, we mean we've been short the past three years and must win games, and so I think this is going to be one year that we're going to show them that McKinnon boys back. Do, do, do y'all do your senior class feel pressure to be that class to end this streak and kind of get things turned around, or is it something y'all just kind of don't talk about? No, I mean there's pressure there. I mean we we want to do it because we need a, we need a senior class that shows and leads the, for the classes below us that this is it. So that's I mean that's it. Yeah, last one, least. How excited are you to be playing in the game, the Star Local Game of the Week? How pumped are you? And just talk about just the atmosphere that you're expecting on Friday night. I'm so excited because you know volleyball is not having anything, so they're gonna be there. Everybody's gonna be there. Red Nation. So I mean, it's gonna be huge for us, especially playing in this game. Star Local Media is is their game of the week, and so it's just a huge game for us to come and with everybody there. It's gonna be crazy. 
Thanks to Brent Matisic for taking the time to chat with Kendrick for our Student Athlete Spotlight, helping preview our game of the week for Week 10 of high school football season, Plano Senior versus McKinney Boyd. Friday, 7 o'clock, out at the new $70 million Palace, McKinney ISD <laughs> Stadium. we got four more games on the docket later this week that we are going to touch on. Quick hit, give her some uh, give some predictions for as well, including uh, the matchup that will, uh, for all intents and purposes, decide the District 9-6A championship. Yep. Uh, let's see, Friday, 7 p.m., out at Eagle Stadium. Meeting of Eagles, yeah. Prosper the visits. Birds, battle of the birds. That's right. Prosper visits Allen. Um, I'll be at this game. Um, I, I guess more than anything about this game, I'm excited to see kind of the battle in the trenches, so to speak. I think this yeah. is Prosper's probably the best offensive line that Allen has seen up to this point. <laughs> um, Allen's defensive line could be shorthanded. Seth Mason, star defensive tackle, is a game time decision. You know, we'll see him. But ultimately, though, I mean, Allen's just rolling right now. They're playing at home too. They're playing at home. Yeah. The, um, is that senior night? They've been. A, it's. It is not. No, they get oh. west at home the following week. They. Um. They've been a little uh, slower out of the gates in recent weeks against Jesuit. Uh, they didn't. Sc- I don't believe they scored in the first quarter. They scored only three points in the first quarter against McKinney Boyd. But ultimately, it hasn't really altered their bottom line. They scored thirty-five points in the second quarter against McKinney Boyd. Fifty-six total between the second and third quarters. Um, so it's taking a little while to get going. Um, you know, we'll see. I don't. Uh, we'll see if Prosper can make them. You know, make them. Pay. Hey, Prosper's got a very capable offense. Wayne Anderson, a, you know, believes leading the district. Play away. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> we expect him to be grinding out some drafts with Wayne Anderson in that uh, in that O line. But ultimately, though, it's um, you know, it's just tough to pick against Allen in any situation, with as well as they're playing right. But now. But we have somebody that I was going to say, not that tough. For this wasn't a clean sweep for Allen. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys, though, you guys picked Allen. Uh, Brian Murphy going out on a limb, picking the Prosper Eagles to. to Storm into and Allen Eagle Stadium on Friday in and baby. score the and score the upset. So we shall see. Moving on to uh, let's see, man, we have been uh, District Six Six A schedule has been so backloaded with uh, with massive games with uh, with playoff implications between these uh, these Louisville Ice. Like week the, two, they've been going teams. at it for playoff implications. Let's um, man, Flower Mound, surging Flower Mound looks to uh, I guess could they lock up the district title this week um, as they uh, as they travel to Capel Friday seven o'clock out of Buddy Eccles Field. Uh, man, no wolf. there is a. Yeah, Flyermount has been a. Uh, there, there's some good mojo right now in the uh, with those Flyermount Jaguars. Undefeated in district play, their offense has just gone up a level. Um, number four in the area right now at uh, 472 and a half yards. They're number eight in scoring at 40 and a half points. Pierce Hudgens, standout running back, was the subject of our student athlete spotlight from uh, from Monday's podcast. He is third in the area right now in rushing, almost okay. 1,300 yards. Um, you know, Flyermount, and that's the thing is like when coming into the season, you're thinking, man, Flyermount's air game is going to be just lights out. Man. And they got some weapons. They can spread it around. Nope, they got a lot of different weapons. So um, this one, yeah, kind of came down to just like they're just—they've got to be playing with such confidence right now. I don't know how this, like, how much of this was expected coming into the season, but I mean, with the job that they did last week, just blowing out Marcus, their most lopsided win in the history of the Mount Showdown. <laughs> um, it just again, kind of like Allen. It's just kind of like Allen, kind of like Plano. I just can't go against the hot hand right now, as well as they've been playing versus a Capel offense that has been a little inconsistent right now. Had they've had a really tough time establishing the run and. Re- Recent weeks, only 82 yards rushing against Louisville, 68 against Marcus. It sounds like teams just stacking the box and just daring Ryan Hurt to beat him. And I mean, so I guess I don't know. It's just it's just tough to go against Flower Mound. I, I got Coppell because they played at home, and it's going to be an emotional letdown for that Flower Mound. That Mound showdown. Yeah. When I, I see the the letdown happening, if they were playing at Flower Mound, I think they could eke it out. But while they're playing mm-hmm. on the road, and uh, Coppell seems to be that team like they don't play good unless their backs against the wall. Okay. 
We'll see. Yeah, Kendrick, you were the lone wolf on this one. The uh, the everyone else riding the uh, that that Flower Mound tidal wave. This was a four, a, uh, a five to one margin in favor of the Jaguars to uh, to get the win Friday against Capel. Despite playing on the road, worth noting. Although they did they did beat Marcus on the road as well. And Marauder Stadium is not an easy place to go in and get a a lopsided win. Um, let's see, another uh, pivotal 6-6-A matchup. This one, Friday, 7 p.m. out at Max Goldsmith Stadium. Hebron at Louisville. Uh, let's see, Louisville, um, you know, back early on in the season, Justin was, you know, kind of laying out the, the template for this Louisville team and said, man, watch out for that Louisville defense. They've, yeah. um, they've got some players on that end, and sure enough, that is, uh, that is indeed proved the case. They're number five in the area in scoring defense at 15.5 points, um, 17 in total defense, 260 yards. They have held four straight opponents to 10 points or less. And fittingly enough, they are 4-0 in that stretch, including a 13-6 victory over the aforementioned Coppell Cowboys. But when teams clear that uh, that 10-point barometer, Louisville's just 2-2 two two on the season. So if you can if you can crack the code, find ways to score at least two touchdowns, <laughs> then you're in the uh, you're in the clear. Um, Hebron comes into this game on. Um, Riding uh, one of the area's top rushing um, rushing offenses, um, ignited in um, last week at least. They didn't have Jalen Lott, their starter. Um, didn't matter. Freshman Isaiah Broadway more than uh, picked up the slack. He had 150 total yards of offense, um, two touchdowns. Um, a player that uh, I think they've got really high hopes for. Standout freshman in that district. Um, as far as kind of what this boils down to, um, again, I just I feel like we kind of uh, repeat the same <laughs> a lot of the same logic when it comes to kind of kind of assessing this Hebron team. Just they have so many different way, yeah. ways to beat you. It's not. Just just Isaiah Broadway or Jalen yeah. Lodge, the quarterback Carson Harris, Trajan Bridges. Yeah. Um, I mean, in Louisville, I mean, the game kind of has to go a very specific way for Louisville to be able to. There's more past the victory for the for the Hawks mm-hmm. than for the Fighting Farmers. Yeah. It is though. It is there is at least a little precedent. If Hebron's offense can be slowed. You know, they um they're only uh, let's see, let me uh, add the number written down. They're uh, they've only lost three games, but two of those losses were when their offense scored under 20 points. You know, they were held to just 15 against Capel. Um, nevertheless, though. <laughs> <laughs> Less though, um, but yeah, I mean, Hebron just has more ways to win yeah. versus Louisville, which needs kind of a more, a more restricted game script to go their way. So I picked the Hawks in this one. As did uh, let's see. I think everybody but JT is that right? Yes. Once again, Justin was the uh, you know last week there was all this uh, all this talk about um, kind of the same logic and the fireman just has more ways to beat you versus yep. Marcus, which needs a very specific game to go a very specific way. Uh, Justin picked Marcus. The rest of us picked Flyerman. This week, Justin, the lone uh, the dissenting vote, he takes Louisville, <laughs> and the rest of the staff is picking Hebron. So let's um, let's see let's. Um, Round this out with uh, the battle for first place out in District 75A Division One, uh, Friday seven o'clock out at Hanby Stadium, Mesquite Potet welcoming John Tyler. John Tyler making that drive all the way from East Texas. It's a tough one. If you don't know that district, everybody drives over two hours on the bus <laughs> just to play a game. And a lot of the times to lose. Yeah, exactly. It makes a big difference on the, you can tell if it's like last week, if North plays t- John Tyler at MISD, they get the dub. Mm. They lose 28-25 in a hard-fought win. I mean, loss, but that doesn't happen if they're playing at home, and that makes that big of a difference. I think people forget, like, yeah, we got charter buses and all this stuff, but then they were dealing with 16, 17 year old kids, and like that throws off routines, and that ends in not good, so good results. Um, I, I need to go back and see what the record is of teams that are I, having to travel. I the, called it beginning. Yeah. Of the, I called it before the season. I start seeing the travel when you got districts in basically in like five different counties like that's kind of crazy and it's in its own right <laughs> I mean both of these teams if you just look at how kind of they got to this point both are undefeated in district um, you know Poteet has kind of been kind of 
cruising along, for the lack of a better term, on their average margin of victory in their four district wins has been 24 points. John Tyler's been 21 and a half, so not too far behind. However, the last two games have been on the little too close for comfort side. They beat, uh, they beat West Mesquite by only seven points, and they beat uh, McKinney North by just three last week. So, um, I don't know, is it, is it the travel that, uh, that kind of leads us all to uh, kind of being in favor of the Pirates in this one? Because looking over the picket line, surprisingly, despite these two being undefeated in district, it was a clean sweep in favor of Poteet. Oh, they're playing at home, and um, um, Poteet has very good speed on the outside, and they can hit you for a quick play. They're quick striking mm-hmm. offense, and that's going to be a problem for John Tyler. They can't play from behind. Yes, running back Seth McGowan for uh, for Poteet. He's averaged at least eight yards per I got a miss, so he was hurt against North, but everybody said he puts in work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's one of those weird cases where, or maybe not weird, but another case where you just kind of go with the hot hand. And it's it's weird to say that when both teams are undefeated in the district. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, when you really look at the last couple of games, I think Poteet is certainly there's levels to this. Better. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're playing better as of late, and and then you combine that with the travel, and that's just a tough uh, tough scenario for John Tyler. So yeah, that is a look at I guess five of the marquee games that are on the coverage docket for this week. As far as live coverage goes on our end, Kendrick, you got the game of the week. Yeah, I'll be at MISD Stadium, the Seventy Million Dollar Palace, seeing the the Broncos and the Wildcats duke it out one more time. If it's as intense as last year, we'll, it would be in for a showdown. I will be out at Allen Eagle Stadium for the battle between the top two teams record-wise right now in District 96A between Allen and Prosper. How about you, Taylor? I will be at a, a rivalry game that was not on the Game of the Week uh, poll this week in, in Plano East and Plano West out of Clark Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, 7 p.m. Friday. But, um, you know, the logic says that Plano East gets the win uh, and, and locks up a playoff we'll spot. We'll see, man. Knows, it's, man. Been, it's, it's East and West. It's so been interesting times since that Allen game <laughs> yeah, for Plano East. And, and, I mean, it's, it's always interesting when, when mm-hmm. these two get together, so... We'll see. I'll be out there. Last year's game was a thriller. Yeah. So maybe you'll get another one of those, man. Maybe you'll just get a good game. Yeah. Regardless of who wins or loses, man. Maybe you'll just get an awesome rivalry game. And that'll, um, yeah, so you can follow us along on Twitter. We'll be tweeting up a storm, passing along updates. Because obviously, there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching for these games. Oh, yeah. Very much, people are going to be uh, fascinated in what happens at our games. Kendrick, where can people follow you along on Twitter? At Kendrick Johnson, J O H N S O, no N. <laughs> I'm M Welch SLM. I'm just a Taylor Raglan. Just my name, R A G L A N. And once the games have, uh, have concluded, the first spot you can check out our game stories as well as Rapid Reaction podcasts, video highlights at our website, StarLocalMedia.com. And that will conclude this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Kendrick, Taylor, thank you guys for tagging along. Folks, you enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you all later. Thanks for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast, brought to you by Performance Food Group. They deliver more than 150,000 food and related products to customers all across the country. Their McKinney office is currently hiring Class A CDL drivers, order selectors, and many other entry and part-time positions. For more information, you can visit their website at pfgc.com careers, or you can call 214-491-3130. That is Performance Food Group. Located in McKinney at 500 Metro Park Drive. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, 
StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.